Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. It is Monday, January 2nd, 2023. Three happy new year, everybody. Thank you for joining us. My I, my name is John June, obviously, and this guy to my left, my co-host, G Money, Greg Penniman is his government name, but we, we call him G Money sometimes. Greg, how you doing today? Feeling real good. Uh we about well, championship week for a lot of teams. Uh the Giants are in the playoffs, playoff bound since I was like even my in my twenties, like early twenties. So yeah, it's a it's a good good time for for giant football, uh, making the playoffs get to see some relevant football. That's nice. Yeah, at least one of the MetLife inhabitants, MetLife Stadium inhabitants, get to go to the postseason this year. And uh, unfortunately for myself and Jet fans alike, it will not be the New York Jets as they were eliminated from playoff contention. Uh, looks like the magic ran out for, for Mike White there. Um in a terrible loss, but that's not what we're here. We're here to talk about, or my the terrible losses that I I will have uh, encountered in three of my five championships. Greg, <laughs> uh, somebody asked me, you know, somebody was like, "Oh, how how are you doing in fantasy this year?" And I was like, oh, "I'm in five championship games." And they're like, "Okay, well, how how's it going?" And I'm like, "All right, well, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to lose three. And I'm like, "Oh, that's great. That means you won two. And I'm like, "No." It means I lost three. That's what that means, right? There's, and then I had to explain to them that in fantasy, there's only the pain and agony of defeat, of losing a matchup, and then there is the relief when you don't lose a matchup. Mm-hmm. And that's all there, that's all there is. Mm-hmm. There's no excitement to winning anymore. Uh, but if you have won your fantasy championship out there, I'm super happy for you. We're super happy for you. We're proud of you. Um, you know, it's definitely something to be to be proud of. Um, yeah, if you have it wrapped up before tonight's game, it's pretty impressive because tonight has so many fantasy players, so for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. And one of my beats, Greg, is like one of the bad beats. It's one of the worst beats. There's like nothing I could do about it. I would have gone down as probably the second highest scorer in the league. But, you know, just so happened to play Mike Evans. Yep, and it's yep. just finally, finally connected in the, the, the week. <laughs> the, oh man, brutal! Yeah, I had to go against Mike Evans. Uh, brutal. So yeah, just tell you how my week, how my how my week kind of went there. But let's talk about the quarterback swags. Let's break down the quarterback position. Um, talking about those swags, those those guys that helped you win, potentially win fantasy championships this week, and starting. With the number one quarterback on the week, saved his best for last. Thomas Edward Brady, 34 of 45, 432 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, all of went, all of which went to Mike Evans. Did add four rushing yards and a rushing touchdown here. 37.7 fantasy points. Um, this is not the Brady that oh, it's January now. So Brady December. Not so good, or December Brady, not so good. January Brady is a different Brady, 
and uh, you know showed us showed us exactly why with this performance, Greg. What did you think of the performance by Tom Tom Brady here? Yeah, he came through again when he needed it the most. Uh, when you know the backs are against the wall when they need a win, uh, he's definitely saved his best for last. Getting into both Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, uh, you know, it seemed like he was only throwing to those two people, and uh, he, they they dominated. So he had a good 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 game for sure. Yeah, great, great game there for for Tom Brady as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers clinch the division, clinch the postseason there with a win over uh, the Carolina Panthers. Let's move on to another playoff clinching quarterback, the number two quarterback on the week. Don't know his middle name, but Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, 19 of 24, 177 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, 11 carries, 91 rushing yards. Two mm. rushing touchdowns, 36.2 points. Greg, what do you think of this performance here by Daniel Jones? Yeah, it keeps solidifying his, you know, really success as a, a quarterback rusher. Like, he's definitely, um, you know, created a, such a, a expectation for him as a, a rushing quarterback in this league. Uh, and the last two games have been probably two of his best passing games in a long time, uh, for sure, uh, you know, getting it to his receivers in, in some tough coverage as well this week. So, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, and, yeah, I'm proud of him, proud of doing James Jones. Proud yeah, man, I I believe that I have this stat correctly, but he was one of, I think, just four quarterbacks uh, with two two passing touchdowns and 90 – rushing yards i think i I think i have that correct but either way it was a a fantastic performance by daniel jones and um yeah i mean the giants have some 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 work to do this offseason we're trying to bring back not just daniel jones but saquon barkley as his backfield running mate as well um let's move on to the quarterback three on the week and no one saw this coming except for one person and his name is Greg Penn. Um, we had a conversation off air about Jarrett Stidham. And Greg was saying Jarrett Stidham was going to do well. And I was like, yeah, but just not this week. Right, Greg? And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, he'll do he'll do all right this week, you know, because it's the Niners. So he'll do OK. But, yeah, he, he's probably going to light it up next week against Kansas City. Yeah, and then light it up next week. Wait, who do they play next week? Kansas City. Oh, Kansas oh no, Denver plays Kansas City. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's just uh, oh, they do. Yeah, they know okay, they yeah. play Kansas City. Yeah. So, Jared Stidham, to much to Greg's chagrin, twenty-three of thirty-four, three hundred sixty-five passing yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Added thirty-four rushing yards on seven rush attempts, twenty-six fantasy points. So, Greg, why don't you just tell all the people why you saw this coming here from uh, from Jared Stidham against the Forty Niners? <laughs> 365 and three against the arguably the best defense um, all year has been the best defense in the league is definitely uh, excellent performance. Uh, and by, you know, first start, probably not a lot of tape on this guy. I'm sure that that did help a lot of, a little bit uh, about what he could do, but he, he looked great out there. Um, and yeah, it's just, uh, you know, coming in the offense around him was pretty good. He found that connection with Devontae Adams immediately. Uh, so that was, that was, that was definitely great to see. Um, still on a loss, so it just shows you know that defense still has a lot of work to do. Um, but yeah, should be be good. I, I'm glad I was able to get him in dynasty. That's why I'm mostly happy about happy about it too. So spent all my <laughs> bad budget on it. I didn't 
think I didn't need that much, but yeah, it's worth it now. Yeah, I mean, just you know, hope I hope for your for the sake of your dynasty team that Tom, <laughs> Tom, Brady, Tom Brady or Jimmy G don't uh don't don't come in, you know, come into Las Vegas to be the next Raiders quarterback. But just staying with Jarrett Stidham, I mean. I didn't watch most of the game. The Jets were playing at the same time. Um, this game was on red zone and it was, you know, it went later than most of the four o'clock games because it did go to overtime. So, um, you know, Stidham showed well, you know, in, in crunch time, especially. Um, I mean, he did what I said I would do if I was a backup quarterback coming in. Find the, best, yeah. <laughs> find the number one yeah. receiver. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know. 11 targets to Devontae Adams. Uh, hey, we'll take it. There's some mm-hmm. like a 33% target share there. So uh, let's move on to the rounding out these quarterback swags here. The number four quarterback on the week, Patrick Mahomes. Five, Russell Wilson. Six, my quarterback start of the week, Jared Goff. I'm going to hit this for that because why not? <laughs> quarterback seven, Deshaun Watson. Quarterback eight. Eight, my streaming quarterback nine, Geno Smith, 10, Brock Purdy, 11, Justin Herbert. And I'm gonna give it to you, Greg. Then at 12 in the game, yeah. non competitive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm saying, yeah. yeah, Kirk Cousins did not help at all. It definitely would have been a better day for Rodgers if Kirk Cousins just didn't have one of those days. Oh, man. Yeah, it was definitely one of those days for sure. Uh, Greg, are these top 12 performances, though, which which of them tend to stick out? Uh, Definitely, again, Jared Goff uh, finishing the season very strong for a potentially playoff-bound Detroit Lions team. Uh, Sam Darnold, again, coming through uh, late in the season, um, so that's good to see. And, yeah, Russell Wilson, again, getting it done against Kansas City. Um, uh, Yeah, he seemed to find a nice – Playing them last two weeks, couple weeks, he's been attacking them for sure. Yeah, Russell Wilson this time getting it done with two rushing touchdowns. I, I couldn't have told you that I, I, I foresaw that coming, but I definitely did like Russell Wilson this week. Uh, Golf, like you like you mentioned, my start of the week had you know fantastic performance again and gets Green Green Bay next week. And what is a win in your in type scenario for both of these teams? I mean, I think I I think. Detroit needs some, might need some extra help uh, if that's the case. But in regards to Green Bay, all they need is to to win against mm-hmm. Detroit, and and they are in. So, uh, basically, a win in your in scenario with with Jared Goff and, and Aaron Rodgers, I would expect to be a, a fair amount of points in that game. Um, Deshaun Watson, you know, had his best performance as a Cleveland Brown uh, ended. In a 24-10 victory, uh, which ended Washington, you know, essentially ended Washington's playoff hopes. Uh, they they needed some things to break their way, and, and that didn't happen. Um, Geno Smith in the revenge game here against the Jets, uh, mm-hmm. you know, finishing as a quarterback nine. I mean, the Jets have been quietly giving it up a little bit um, these last few weeks to quarterbacks. It was something I mentioned. Prior to this matchup here, um, which is kind of crazy because you look at the the box score and Tyler Lockett and and DK Metcalf combined for like three catches. Uh, so how does Geno Smith finish as a top nine quarterback? I, yeah, um, 
but yeah, Justin Herbert saving his his essential uh, best for last here, uh, finishing as top twelve quarterback. But in terms of honorable mentions, uh, all we really got is Mac Jones, uh, sixteen fantasy points, the quarterback thirteen. Uh, don't know how many people had him in their lineup, but you know he is, uh, you know, somebody that I'm I'm sure. Somebody out of desperation had had to start. But let's talk about the anybody else you want to shout out from an honorable mention standpoint, Greg, before we jump into the Jags. No, I think that was it. Yeah. All right. So as we get to the Jags, I feel bad making Justin Fields a Jags, considering that Mac Jones was uh essentially an honorable mention, but that comes down to expectations. Justin Fields, I think we expected to have a a top 10 top seven performance here finishes as the quarterback 14 in championship week. Not great. Did have 10 carries for a buck 32, uh, but only seven completions on 21 attempts uh, for 75 passing yards. Uh, It did also seem like he was dealing with an injury at one point in the game. I wasn't really sure what was going on there. Uh, Kirk Cousins had probably the biggest face plant of, of all quarterbacks for championship week. In uh, what you were hoping would be like a scenario that Minnesota needs to win to to basically keep their you know the, they they had a shot at the one seed yeah yeah they still do. Yeah. yeah crazy so just face planted essentially and then uh, Mike White as well had a face plant against a, a good Seattle defense he just looked off yesterday uh, you know I don't know if it was the ribs or the long layoff or whatever it was. And then Trevor Lawrence, I, I mean, that game was just non-competitive. Talk about a yeah. non-competitive football game. Uh, and, you know, they got leads early, and no, none of which Trevor Lawrence had anything to do with. Yeah, yeah, that was going to be a weird game, thought, coming in, just because Jacksonville doesn't really matter to them. But, yeah, it was, it was rough. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the running backs, starting with the number one running back on the week. Tell me if you heard. Stop me if you've heard this one before, Greg. Austin Eckler, ten for one twenty-two, two touchdowns, four catches, thirty-nine receiving, thirty-nine receiving yards, thirty-two point one PPR points. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Austin Eckler? Yeah, I've been doing it all year. Uh, just been the fantasy MVP at the running back position. Uh, this man's been excellent uh, doing what he's got to do. Uh, being, you know, a guy that's most of those receiving touchdowns that, you know, a lot of receiving touchdowns from Herbert been to Eckler as well. He's He's been doing it both running and catching. So, uh, yeah, it's just to, uh, a cap to what has been a fantastic year. Most definitely. Um, yeah, and we we saw one, one thing we hadn't seen from him really all year, which is that big playability, you know, broke that 70. I think it was a 70-yard touchdown run, which we haven't really seen those plays from Eckler you know, much this year. Um, but, yeah, fantastic performance. Moving on to the RB2 on the week, Christian McCaffrey, 19 carries, a, a buck 21, one touchdown, six receptions, 72 receiving yards, 31.3 PPR points on the day. What do you think of this performance by CMC, Greg? CMC coming through late as well uh, with some big games, had a had a big run in, his game, in this game as well. Um, yeah, he's been – Absolutely money the last five weeks, uh, just been outstanding. Uh, and one of, the, one of the best things for him was that trade. So, 
he's just uh, going to continue to year from year uh, be a great success for this team. Yeah, balling for sure. Uh, let's move on to the RB3 on the week, man. And, and this one feels like poetic justice in a sense. You, you've been needing this guy all season and, and probably the biggest moment of your season. If you've made it this far with him on your roster, kudos to you. But DeAndre Swift, man, 11 carries, 78 rushing yards, a touchdown on the ground, added four catches for 39 receiving yards and a touchdown through the air. That was good for 27.7 PPR points on the day. What do you think of this performance by DeAndre Swift? Swift coming through again, uh, you know, late in the season. Uh, I'm mean, just, you know, a matter of him, I think, getting healthy. Uh, but uh, for sure, he uh, had an up and down year. Health didn't help him out a little bit, but it's good to see him finish strong here, uh, especially in both getting a passing touchdown and receiving touchdown, showing what he can both do. Yeah, I mean, he's a dynamic weapon. Uh, on the ground through the air, so yeah, it was it was great to see him involved. Not quite the year that I would have liked, you know, that I I hoped for personally for DeAndre Swift, and I'm sure he hoped for better for himself as well. But the injuries had definitely had something to do with, you know, him being limited throughout the year. Uh, let's let's round out these running back swags, man. At running back four, Raheem Mostert, five, Travis Etienne, six, Jamal Williams, seven, Jarek McKinnon. Eight, Cordero Patterson. Nine, Najee Harris. Ten, Josh Jacobs. Eleven, Jamichael Hasty. And then they're coming in as a running back. Twelve, my start of the week, Tyler Algier. Greg, what'd you make of these top 12 performances here at the running back position? Uh, yeah, a lot of good ones. Cordell Patterson making his way back in there. That's uh, really good to see. Travis Etienne uh, had one of his best games, uh, a huge run as well. And uh, yeah, Jared McKinnon, I think he's just been, he's literally been a league winner at the running back position uh, coming down the stretch. Guy you could have gotten waivers all year and last five weeks has been a, a bona fide RB1. So it's really good to see him do this. Yeah, uh, Jared McKinnon, man, is great. You know, RB7 on the day with two total rush attempts for four rushing yards um, <laughs> and no rushing touchdowns. But those receptions, those touchdown receptions, th- those are worth, those are worth more than rushing yards. So um, definitely like the, you know, the, what we've seen from McKinnon, like you said, a waiver wire guy that, you know, you were probably desperate when you picked him up and he's, he's been balling, man. Um, yeah. Travis Etienne, nine carries for 108 rushing yards, uh, you know, finished his day with 12 total touches, 23 fantasy points. So that's, that's great. Najee Harris probably played the best game he's played all all season, like yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like even just the eye test, just how he was how he was running. You know the dominance, the determination. Uh, it, it seemed like it required at least seven Baltimore Ravens defenders to bring him down at any given moment in time. Yeah, even Jalen Warren uh, ran well as well. It was both those guys. Most definitely. Year. Most definitely, and and that leads right into the honorable mentions. Jalen Warren, I think, finishes a, a top twenty for running back. Uh, Kenneth Walker, the third, finishes the running back thirteen, in in a huge day for him. Cam Akers, the running back fourteen, just continuing, you know what he what he's been doing these last uh, you know since last week. Uh, James Connor, who's been a staple down the stretch here. Aaron Jones, Isaiah mm-hmm. Pacheco, both both had solid games here. Uh, what else 
you know, is there anybody else that stuck out to you positive, positively, Greg, that you want to shout out in this moment? Uh, no, I think that was, it was definitely a, a strong week for these running backs, um, you know, uh, coming through uh, in, in a big way. Yeah, definitely a strong week for most of these running backs, but unfortunately there were a few that, that let you down this week, um, starting with some big names in Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, Leonard Fournette, Miles Sanders, uh, Ramondre Stevenson. You know, that's back-to-back bad weeks. And then even some some of these lesser-known, you know, quality, you know, uh, these lesser-known guys like Brian Robinson, who you thought would have – you know, I know I personally thought would have a big day, especially with known Antonio Gibson. Uh, Zach Moss, who thought that could have a day behind, you know, against this Giants defense. Um, but obviously, you know, the quarterback situation and Nick Foles going down mid-game definitely didn't help. Uh, Bam Knight, who was, your, you know, your running back start of the week, ended up being in like a committee for an offense that didn't score any points or didn't score a touchdown. Um, so, yeah, just an overall rough day for some. Yeah, some Dalvin big Cup too. Yeah, yeah, didn't come through. Yeah, Dalvin yeah. Cook, that's a big one. Um, yeah. You know, didn't come through against a green, a, a much, much, much improved Green Bay defense. Uh, Greg, anybody else that I might have missed that you want to shout out as a Jag right now? Yeah, no, that was that was a lot of names. So yeah, I covered them all. All right, let's move on to the wide receiver position and the wide receiver swag. Starting with the number one wide receiver on the week, and I should have put out like a like a like a like a memo or a, a public service announcement. That hey guys, everyone listening, watching, playing fantasy football, Mike Evans should be in your lineup because I'm going up against him in a championship. Right, right. So I had a duty to the people, and I didn't meet that responsibility, and so for that I'm sorry. Uh, but hopefully you started Mike Evans because he had 12 catches, 10 targets, 207 receiving yards, and three touchdown receptions here. 48.7 PPR points on the day, Greg. What'd you make of this performance by Mike Evans? Crazy, man. Uh, it's crazy. Definitely, you know, something he, he does, he has this boom potential. And when his boom happens, it, it's, it could get really high. Um, but just the stretch he was having, he was really true uh, boom or bust production uh, lately. I mean, for the last five weeks, he had a single-digit game. Um, so, yeah, this definitely – Came out of nowhere against a Carolina defense, you know, we thought was a pretty solid defense all year. It, yeah, crazy. He, he really balled out. The J.C. Horn, I guess, difference really doesn't help uh, this team. Yeah, the lack of J.C. Horn um, for Carolina definitely hurt. And at one point, it seemed like Carolina was going to be okay. Um, you know, they, they. I don't know if you heard the story about Josh Norman, Greg. No, but Josh Norman was playing in an NFL game this past Sunday. If you really, really? yeah, wow, yeah, (laughs) Uh, that's how desperate the Carolina Panthers were. They called Josh Norman, who is an owner of a coffee shop in Atlanta, coffee shop and bakery. (laughs) And when he received the call, he was working as a barista in his own coffee shop. So, um, yeah, and just for reference, just to talk about this Mike Evans game, right? 
Mike Evans in this one game had 207 receiving yards, three touchdowns on 10 receptions. Over the last, the previous four games, Mike Evans had 16 receptions, 215 receiving yards, and no touchdowns. So he essentially racked up three to four games of production in this one game here. So um, just kind of put that in perspective. <laughs> and now we'll finish, not finish, but still one more game to be played. But in the six through 16 games, 1,124 receiving yards, six touchdowns on 77 catches. will look like a totally normal year, and no yeah. one will ever remember that yeah. this happened. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Um, anything else that – oh, we haven't – we're still on Mike Evans. Let's move on to the wide receiver two on the week. That would be Devontae Adams, 11 – Targets, seven receptions, 153 receiving yards, two touchdown receptions on the day, 34.3 PPR PPR points on the day. Greg, what did you make of this performance here by Devontae Adams? Yeah, I was glad for him to come through finally in, in the fantasy playoffs and clutch weeks. I mean, since week 14, which is the money weeks, he really hasn't done anything for your fantasy team. But if you got to the finals with him, uh, you know, Jason Stidham, I guess that's all he really needed in, in this last couple of weeks. Uh, so... Glad to see him uh, come through here. Uh, hopefully he can continue finish off strong. And, um, yeah, uh, should be a good week. It's funny because you said Jason Stidham, but I knew Jared you. Stidham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stidham. All he needed was Jason Stidham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, again, just a great performance for Devontae Adams. Um, who, like it or not, you know, he was very – you know, vocal about the Derek Carr benching and 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 whatnot, but like it or not, uh, Devontae Adams is going to have to get used to playing with a quarterback not named Derek Carr. So, nice way to start there, Devontae Adams. Moving on to the wide receiver three on the week, and it's funny because when we were breaking down the Niners versus the Raiders game, I said Christian McCaffrey top three option at the position, George Kittle top three option at the position. And then I said, Brandon Ayuk, top three option at the position. But then I was like, just kidding, probably closer to a wide receiver three with wide receiver two upside. But here you know, the wide receiver three on the week. And I know what you're probably thinking, Greg, like that's good for me because I have a decent amount of Ayuk stock, you know, like in our dynasty league, we I have Ayuk. But in the, against the team that had Mike Evans, they also had Brandon Ayuk. So <laughs> – while I had George Kittle, so I was, it was I was basically oh, doing I was doing from the beginning. I was doing from yeah. the start. Should have known. I think in the future, what I'll do when we go to a championship week is I'll just post a screenshot of my opponent. Yeah, so, then so you I can guys play a Fanduel lineup for, for sure. Yeah, play yeah. a Fanduel lineup. Yeah. Take some prop bets. Yeah, easy. Right, like imagine you took like the Mike Evans over and like over hundred yards and a touchdown. That's it. Yeah, I like, need hundred and touch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Anyway, the wide receiver through on the week, that would be Brandon Ayuk. Nine catches on 12 targets, 101 receiving yards, and a touchdown reception on the day. 26.7 PPR points on the day. Greg, would you make of this performance by Brandon Ayuk? Yeah, solid. Definitely a great performance from him as well. Uh, Brock Purdy getting into his receivers, his pass catchers. Uh, we know Vegas was a really good matchup, so uh, this definitely definitely helps. But for sure, um, 49ers are rolling at the right time, man. They just 
doesn't matter who that who's that quarterback, man. They they have an excellent system. Yeah, I mean, like we like we've talked about, um, you know, even with Debo Samuel being healthy, Ayuk has been pri- the primary receiver. Uh, you know, with Kittle having taken that role in recent weeks, teams are you know make a concerted concerted effort to try to stop Kittle, and now you know um, Ayuk ends up being the the primary primary option here. So, um, yeah, I mean, no one needs to. Tell me how good Ayuk is. I, I've I legitimately will fight anybody uh, for the status of the number one Ayuk truther. Uh, so yeah, this this happening in Championship Week, fantastic performance by him for sure. Um, let's move on to the wide receiver swags. Rounding out the the top twelve wide receivers at wide receiver four, Amari Cooper, five, DJ Moore. We had. Chris Godwin and C.D. Lamb tying for the wide receiver six. Richie James finished at eight. Devontae Smith, nine. A.J. Brown, 10. K.J. Osborne, 11. And Jalen Naylor, the wide receiver, 12 on the week. Uh, Greg, what would you make of these performances by these top 12 wide receivers? Yeah, some good performances. I mean, Amari Cooper and D.J. Moore uh, finishing strong there. Uh, the two Eagles wide receivers, even in a bad uh, scoring output, they they came they came through as being the guys you know Minshew looked for. Uh, so both of these guys, wide receiver ones on the year, is for sure. Uh, and then yeah, two Minnesota Vikings receivers not named Justin Jefferson, definitely making that top twelve. Very interesting. Very interesting to not have a wide a Justin Jefferson here amongst two, or Adam Thielen amongst two. Minnesota wide receivers. Um, yeah, Richie James, that one, I, I mean, Minnesota or Indianapolis, they've been giving up the slot receivers, so that one kind of felt easy. Um, not easy. I don't want to say it felt easy, but it, it it felt it was difficult to, like, really stay clean, to, like, really stick my, my thing in the ground there, my stake in the ground on that one. Um, but it, it, you know, it came through. So if, you know, I'm glad if people needed help there that they went in that, in that direction, uh, DJ Moore continuing to have, you know, his, his re his resurgence here, uh, with Sam Darnold. Um, and like you said, the Eagles wide receiver is getting it done. Uh, let's, let's round out, I mean, guess some honorable mentions here, Jacoby Myers, Michael Pittman, Jr., Mike Williams, Isaiah Hodgins, uh, Tyquan Thornton. Um, you know, just to name a few guys that had some some nice performances at the wide receiver position. Greg, anybody else that you thought had a solid day that you want to give some flowers to right now? Um, no, I mean, other than Rashid Shaheed, uh, just the last like five weeks, is he's been solid as a number one receiver on New Orleans. Everyone else been hurt. Uh, he's been pretty solid. Yeah, and the thing I like about this performance by him was Chris Olave was active this time right. as well. Right. So, yeah, it's definitely a great performance by him. He's he's been fantastic and someone that you know if you picked up in a dynasty league, you're definitely happy to have. Yes, um, all right, let's talk about the Jags, man. And then really, there's really one name that starts the list, but it's decently sized list here. But it starts with one name, Justin Jefferson. I mean. <sighs> How do you even recover from this one, Greg? Um, 
I mean, you know, he's he's been he's been money pretty much all all year. The only games he doesn't do well is when Minnesota has those games where they just are embarrassing offensively. So the the Cowboys game, uh, feel like they're four losses they've had lost by a margin of like twenty or more. So seems like this, you know, he he definitely rides with this this offense. But other than that, he has. Or does this offense year. ride with him? Oh yeah, all this offense probably does ride. With him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, KJ Osborne had a day, so that you know, that's another solid day, good good day for him. Jay Alexander did play very well. Him, I mean, definitely uh, had some good good help over the top too. A lot of safety help did help him out, uh, but Jay Alexander did what he had to do as well. Um, so yeah, that was interesting yeah. coming into the game. I don't know if you caught wind of what was said. Yeah, before. yeah, yeah. 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 Jay Alexander saying that. Uh, Jefferson's week one performance was a fluke. Um, and then Alexander came out and he, you know, like you said, he, he, there were some times where he had safety help, but there was times where he was one-on-one. Yeah. Uh, there was, <laughs> was the time. He was, he was pressing him at the, at the line of scrimmage, bumping him. Like he was doing everything it took. There was so, a time like, where he, he raked out, a, he raked out, a he raked out a completion, which forced the incompletion and then got up and immediately hit the gritty. Yep. I was like, oh, this game's on another level. I yep. was like, I, <laughs> like. <laughs> now nah, he definitely played really well. Jai Alexander, one of the best corners in the league. So if, if someone could do it, it's, it's going to be him. Um, for, for sure. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, rounding out these these Jags, man, uh, Jalen Waddle, um, obviously Teddy Bridgewater not playing. The Skylar Thompson coming in for an injured Teddy Bridgewater definitely doesn't help. But, you know, you know Tyreek still finished. Wide receiver seventeen. So, I think if you're a Waddle manager, you, you were you were hoping something could happen. Amon Ross St. Brown didn't have the day that you would expect with with Jared Goff having the day that he had, um, and then Keenan Allen finishing as the wide receiver twenty five. I believe it was thus far. Um, definitely not an ideal performance there in Championship Week. Uh, but he didn't kill you by any means. I mean, he's probably, I think he's still got double digit points. Um, mm-hmm. Again, just no one was playing like Tyquan Thornton or She Smith or Jalen Naylor. So it, it, does it, you know, in the grand scheme of it, does, does it really kill you? Probably not. Um, anybody else that I'm missing here from, a, you know, a JAG standpoint, Greg? No, I think those were the names that really came down to the guys that you're playing in week 16 week 17 uh yeah maybe right, johnson too he uh, could add a better game yes yeah. the deontay johnson and he was definitely in start of the week consideration for me um you know i was really high on deontay johnson this week uh speaking of craig uh i believe you beat me i did you did it so, was expected, though. That was, that's, it was expected. That's the script. Because, that's the script. Yeah, the script. <laughs> we wrote the script itself. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it, well, obviously we're talking about get money right now where Greg was able to beat me and get money. And so now we have a rubber match, week 18 rubber match here, which we'll discuss on Saturday. So um, obviously we want to be here to break that down. Uh, but let's jump into – the tight end swags. And I don't know, man. I should do Thursday night starts of the week more often. Uh, <laughs> did my, oh, my one and only Thursday night start of the week. 
for this season, and I hit it out the park with Dalton Schultz with two games left to play, or one game left to play still, finishing as the tight end one, seven catches, 56 receiving yards, two touchdown receptions, 24.6 PPR points on the day. Uh, where's my button? I got to hit my button. Mm-hmm. Tight end one day for Dalton Schultz thus far, Greg. What you make of this performance by Dalton Schultz? Yeah, man, uh, being an excellent option for Dak, middle of the field, watched this whole game pretty much. Uh, middle of the field, uh, short distance, uh, he, was, he was money. He's pretty much open a lot of the times too. Uh, and Dak should continue to feed him and, and look for him. And, and he has an important game next week too, so uh, that's, that's good to see. Most definitely. Uh, and then for this this next guy, I brought his name up. I'm not going to hit the button, sure. but I, I did bring his name up. I did not know, you know, this is full disclosure. I did not know prior to this game, though, that DeAndre Hopkins would be downgraded to out and not play, which I'm sure had an impact on this on this stat line. But the matchup was good. He has been seeing some targets. Obviously, we're talking about Trey McBride, the Arizona Cardinals tight end, who finishes the number two tight end on the day. Seven catches on 10 targets, 78 receiving yards, and a touchdown, 20.8 PPR points on the day, the touchdown being the first of his career. Greg, what'd you make of this performance here by Trey McBride? Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, we thought this week will come at some point for sure. Him popping off. Uh, he fired, you know, one of the best talents to come out the draft last year. Uh, and, you know, his target number has been nice, especially with the injuries, uh, you know, to, you know, those people in front of him. So, Last three weeks, got at least three of the last four weeks, a little over five targets, seeing the ball more. Uh, and this is a great, I think, dynasty asset to have and a name we could be looking at as a sleeper tight end next year for sure. Definitely could be looking at that. Uh, don't know who the head coach or the quarterback will be at this moment in time. As currently, those two are, are feuding. So um, between Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. So only, only one can stay i'm pretty sure that's what it's going to come down to so we'll see we will see um let's move on to the tight end three on the week crazy i held stat i held i I held it down for as long as i could without like saying hey we should bench him and i think last week was the (laughs) softest that i was where i was like if i'm going to play a raven outside of the running backs it'd be mark andrews but I understand where you would be like where you would be hesitant to play Mark Andrews. But I hope you play him. Nine catches, nine targets, a hundred receiving yards on the dot, 19 PPR points on the day. Greg, take it away. Yeah, man. Just when you thought it would never happen. I mean, that's when you needed it the most. If you made it to this point with Mark Andrews. Uh, I mean, the man hadn't hit double digits since week 12, and he came through here. So uh, it's definitely, I let you know, good to finish strong. You know, I, at least people remember how you finish for sure. So I'm glad he, he came through here. Uh, and I think he's obviously back on the, the starting radar because, you know, he can obviously pop off like this at any moment. Yeah, and I think this is why he should have always been on the starting radar. And it's kind of what I was saying, you know, when we were breaking down this game, which is like, hey, we've seen him be good. Like, we, it's not like... Tyler Huntley is all of a sudden making him bad because we've seen him good with Tyler Huntley. So, mm-hmm. like, 
the fact that he like there's a chance he can just be good again. Uh, you know, in, in a game, I didn't see this game coming, but like that he could have a game. And let's be honest, right? Like if Trey McBride and Dalton Schultz don't have the games that they have, Mark Andrews is probably the tight end one, right? Like this is a really good week for tight ends. <laughs> like, yep. a, like a really good week for tight ends. Um, but let's talk about our touchdown or not tight end of the week. I swear next year we're going to have a drum roll. Um, last week we went with the Detroit Lions tight end. Actually, we did not go with the Detroit Lions tight end. We could have gone with the Detroit Lions tight end. We went with Taysom Hill. This week we're going with the Detroit Lions tight end. And that is Brock Wright. Not Shane Zilstra, but nope. Brock Wright this week. It was his turn to catch multiple touchdown passes. My man had a three or four target, three catch day, 13 receiving yards, and two touchdown receptions on the day for 16.3 PPR points. Obviously, those two touchdowns are why he lands here in the top 12 or even in the top four. Greg, what'd you make of this performance here by our touchdown or not tight end of the week? Oh, yeah, definitely didn't see it coming. Um, definitely was thinking Zane Zilstra would, you know, get uh, continue to bump up a little bit. But just when you think that, you know, Brock White comes out, out of nowhere. So, I mean, good performance from him. Uh, Detroit tight end uh, coming through. Uh, nice. What you need is you need one of those leagues where you get, like, team position. You yeah. heard of those leagues, right? So you need to draft Detroit tight end. Yep. Because at one point it was Hawkinson, and then it was Brock Wright, or then it was Shane Zostra. Now it's Brock Wright again. So it's if you're one of those, one. it's like top five tight end right there. <laughs> yeah, it's a top five tight end. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, no, all, obviously, just I don't think those leagues even exist anymore. But I'm sure I'm sure they're out there. Um. Let's round out these top 12. So Brock Wright came in as a tight end four. Darren Waller comes in at five. Kobe Parkinson, six. Robert Tunyon, the tight end seven. Tyler Conklin, eight. There are some names here. Yeah. Albert Okawegubanam, the tight end nine. Taysom Hill, 10. TJ Hawkinson, 11. Tommy Tremble tying with George Kittle for the tight end 12. Greg. Which of these top 12 performances stuck out to you? Uh, every time Taysom Hill finishes in the top 12, I'm, I'm for it. I mean, he's been all year uh, actually a solid tight end option if you're actually just playing him consistently. Uh, and, yeah, uh, Albert O came out of nowhere crazy with T- Tyler Conklin as well and Robin Tunyon. Those are the three guys, like, you're like, oh, tight end sleepers of the year. And here they are week 16, week 17. Woo. Crazy stuff, crazy stuff. Um, yeah, Al O was somebody that I think Greg Dosich went, which I took an L for Greg Dosich in our, in our thing. I completely forgot he was in my lineup and he went to oh, IR. Man. So I just took a zero at tight end. Could yeah. I just been like, yeah, I was going to play Trey McBride. Kind of right, 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 right. <laughs> oh, I think you still lose. Do I still lose? Even if I, I, I even I, if I get Trey McBride? Uh, it's close. Lose? I mean, I won by 20, 21. Three and a half plus 7.8. That would have been 11.3 plus the touchdown. That would have put me at 17.3. Okay, then no. It still wouldn't have been enough. It wouldn't have been enough? All right. Nah, yeah. 
But, all right. So anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. Once Greg Dulcich went out, you know, yeah. Al O moved up significantly in my rankings. Yes. Um, you know, we talked about the Taysom Hill thing, how Philly has been bad against mobile quarterbacks, and you know, if New Orleans picks up on that, then maybe Taysom Hill has a role, which carried the ball fourteen times. Crazy. For, <laughs> for Add the running back tag to him too, man. Is that giving the running back tag? <laughs> <laughs> um and then Darren Waller just you know having having himself a, a nice a nice day there. Mm-hmm. Um we never do honorable mentions at the tight end position, but notice when I was reading out the top 12 tight ends, I did not read Travis Kelsey's name. Correct. So if he didn't end up in the swags. Sorry, Travis Kelsey, but you're a Jag this week. 11.3 PPR points, seven catches, 43 receiving yards. Nowhere near what people thought they were getting in championship week. Greg, what did you make of this performance by Travis Kelsey? Yeah, tough. I mean, he got targeted 10 times. He's still involved in offense. But, yeah, first time he's had under 50 yards receiving since week five. So that's that's tough. And that was the only other game he had under 50 yards receiving. So. Definitely a, a bad time for it to come, but hey, man, you know Travis Kelsey, he he got you here for sure. Uh, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, definitely tough. Um, you know, it's funny. I said no honorable mentions, but I I, I did want to shout out one name as an honorable mention, um, and that was Jawan Johnson because he got eleven PPR points, which in any normal week that would be enough to finish as a top twelve tight end. And he did it without scoring a touchdown. So impressive for Jawan Johnson. Shout out to you. Just want to give you your flowers there. We've appreciated your efforts all season. And don't go too far because we might need you in week 18. Um, Not going to jump into much news and injuries um, other than week 18 – our breakdown, there's two two Saturday games uh, and then Sunday games. I don't think there's any Monday night football. If it does, it doesn't really change much for us from what we'll be doing. There is no Thursday night football. So what we will do this week in terms of scheduling on Thursday, we will break down live as we do weekly. We are a live show on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and uh, yeah. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and we're also available as a podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, all the all that fun stuff. But we will be here Thursday live, breaking down the two Saturday games along with the 1 p.m. games, and then on Saturday we'll get our last part two of the season. We'll break down all the 4 p.m. games, the primetime games, as well as give out starts for the week, and um, you know play our last round to get money. Uh, and then, yeah, that'll put a wrap on our regular season uh, schedule. Um, and then we'll obviously after that, we'll, you know, we'll do some, you know, hits and misses. We'll do hits and misses recap of the year. And that'll be pretty much it. But um, if you are playing week 18, or if you want to play some DFS, or you want to do some prop bets, then make sure you come back on um you know, make sure you come back on Thursday for, for those breakdowns and whatnot. Uh, and, you know, just next week or this week to, to hang out with us. But if not, 
you know, we appreciate all the support. Um, congrats on your championship. If you didn't win a championship, then just stay with us and we'll help you get one next year. Um, but for what will be the last time this season, Greg, let's talk about waivers. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Let's Starting do it. at the quarterback position again. Now, week 18 is a little bit weird, right? Because depending on playoff scenarios, clinching scenarios, teams might not be playing starters. They might be playing starters. We might not know until the four o'clock window. If the, if the four o'clock game matters based on what happened in the one o'clock window. So there's like a lot of like reacting to news, um, knowing like depth charts, knowing what milestones people need to hit, like contract incentives, um, just records, like all of these different things. So it'll be a little bit different in the type of information that we get. But with that being said, Greg, week 18, what quarterbacks are out there? Yeah, I'm definitely looking at those teams that are going to put their best out there, those bad teams that don't really are not playing for anything but pride. Uh, and I think Jason uh, Jared Stidham, 1% rostered, going against Kansas City. I think he's a, a name that we got to be looking at. Uh, Russell Wilson. 49% versus the Chargers. Uh, I think he uh, coming off a couple of weeks now where the offense has been doing much better, uh, getting a connection to Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Uh, he should continue to, to put up some numbers. Brock Purdy, 45% rostered uh, versus Arizona. 49ers also have a shot at getting that one seed. So uh, they're going to um, put up their best foot forward uh, against Arizona and get that win. And Sam Donald uh, going against New Orleans, 7% rostered. Uh, last three weeks, he's been pretty much money. Um, and, you know, Carolina, again, just going for, for pride in, in, in this case. And Sam Donald, you know, looking, trying to, you know, extend his, his career and saying, yeah, I mean, I could be a good quarterback in the, in, in the league. So I think those four guys, for me, I'm looking at uh, to, to stream right away. And uh, those are all uh, solid matchups for them, for them as well. Most definitely. Uh, I'm just out of curiosity. I've noticed that you did not bring up Mike White. Uh, are you Are you off the Mike White? bandwagon for the year or is he i mean if he's still under under 40 i think he uh, he could be actually i feel like he could have creeped up but if he is not then yeah yeah because uh, i do get miami in miami miami um, needs to win the game at least miami needs to win the game the jets do not need to win the game but the jets are still playing like you said they're playing yeah, for pride playing for um uh yeah 26 percent roster yeah he's definitely an option for sure okay uh, let's. What about the running back position, Greg? What do we got there? I got three names here. Uh, Jalen Warren, twelve percent rostered. Uh, again, we a name we've been brought up the last couple of weeks on waiver wire. He's been getting more and more usage. I think helping Najee Harris out. Uh, you know, so he could be more efficient. So he's not getting banged up all game. Uh, Jalen Warren's getting, I think, close to you know ten carries to that 15, 12 carry number a week. He's been pretty efficient with that uh, as well. Uh, so I think he can be in that RB three category. DJ Dallas uh, and Chuba Hubbard are the second two guys. DJ Dallas uh, with the Travis Homer injury, uh, kind of stepping into this number two role uh, with Ken Walker in an offense that wants to run the ball. Uh, so he's also got some RB3 potential, uh, some possible RB2 upside if he scores, as well as Chuba Hubbard um, when it comes down to uh, not a lot of rushing yards. But again, he's working in that, in that receiving yard game because it was a, a high-scoring game for Carolina. Uh, Carolina playing New Orleans this week. Uh, could be a tough rush defense Some, at times. Uh, they could look at Chuba Hubbard uh, in the receiving role as well again. 
Nice, nice. I like that. <clears throat> what about the wide receiver position? Anybody here that can provide some some help for us this week in week 18? Yeah, I think some consistent uh play from uh KJ Osborne, uh, 11% rostered. I think again, I was saying he's you know eventually I think gonna take this number two role uh as far as receivers, um uh wide receivers over over Adam Thielen. It seems like he's getting targeted more uh over the past couple of weeks. Uh, especially after that uh, the breakout game, uh, comeback game against Indy. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's been Jefferson, TJ Hawk, and him. Uh, Isaiah Hodgins, uh, 9% rostered, as well as, uh, you know, <clears throat> uh, Richie James, who both both been kind of playing well down the stretch as well for Daniel Jones uh, in, these, in these good matchups. We'll see what the Giants decide to do next week. Uh, but I, I feel like they would want to go into the playoffs with some momentum there. And uh, Raheem Shaheed. Uh, three of the last four games, he's been in double digits. Uh, in the last five, last two weeks, he's got targeted at least five times. Um, and you said with a Chris Olave game, uh, him being one of the few healthy receivers on his team, uh, them trying to create any offense they can, he, he, he'd be a good player. Nice. And what about, last but not least, the tight end position? Tight end, looking at two names, Trey McBride, 4% rostered. They're going to keep uh, highlighting him, uh, just, you know, getting him NFL exposure, getting him ready for, for next year, I think, where he, he'd be a, a solid feature tight end. And Juwan Johnson, 28% rostered to the last three games, uh, at least four receptions and 60 yards receiving. So that's, again, that production without the touchdowns. Uh, he's been, you know, solid in, in this in, as being a borderline tight end one. Nah, I like it a lot. Um, thank you, sir. And... With that being said, that pretty much closes out our week 17 recap. So good luck to you if you need anything. I, I basically need tonight's game to go to the coin toss. Um, for some team, probably the Bengals, to kick a field goal. And the game to just end like that. Right, 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 right. That's really what I need. Uh, I think Greg <laughs> needs the entire game needs to hit the over joe burrow 300 oh, yeah. yeah like four touchdowns yeah logan wilson get like 12 tackles what he's been doing yeah uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, i could have had a little juice in this game but I, I sat i sat uh jesse bates safety for the Bengals. okay he was the, the only piece i really had but yeah it's gonna be a good one and you know yeah, like, it, is. it really is it should be a good one it's going overtime, man. I'm calling right now. It's going overtime. Overtime, my man. All right, you should put that in. You should go ahead and put that in. Yeah, I might as well. I'll put it in. Yeah, shout out. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Tonight might be the night I try to go hit an exact score. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, y'all. Good luck in your fantasy championships. Um, wish you all the best. Hope you, whatever comeback you need, hope you get it. Whatever your opponent needs to make a comeback on you. I hope they don't get it. Um, and until next time, y'all, we'll catch y'all on Thursday, breaking down Week 18 and helping you that play in the Week 18 championship, which you shouldn't be doing anymore. But for those of you that do, we got you covered. We'll be here live and uh, here helping you with that. Until next time, y'all, have a good one. We're out of here. Peace. Yeah.